Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Jillian Suzanne is a phenomenal abstract artist who creates art through multiple mediums. She is known for her queens and for her ability to convey the beauty and strength of women of African ancestry. Jillian is a Hall of Fame artist on known origin, and her art has been collected by many notable collectors in the Web3 space. She believes that art is a tool for social change and a way by which we can have a better world. And with that, Giancarlo and I welcome Jillian to the space. Hello. Oh my God, I feel like crying. That was an amazing introduction. Thank you. Jenny does the best introductions ever, by far, hands down. There's no no question about it. But uh, thank you so much for being here, Jillian. We thank greatly you appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, thank it's a you. pleasure to have you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so th- let's kick it off um, by maybe take like five minutes and just tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, your story and how you came into Web3. Oh, gosh. Okay, so um, I have... Originally from Michigan, uh, I've always been an artist. I actually did go to art school. I went to Western Michigan University, and um, I did not want to be an art teacher, so I became a hairstylist because <laughs> I didn't want to be like, you know, the weird art teacher, you know, in seventh grade that has all the turquoise jewelry on that's a freak. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So um, I did hair for a while, and I only circled back to art, gosh, maybe like five years ago, I want to say. I started my Instagram. I had been away from art for like 20 years. The last thing I did was when I lived in New York City in like 1999. And I remember going to the art store and not remembering anything. I don't remember how to draw. And I just kind of said, hey, I want to do some drawing. Can you tell me what pens to use? I couldn't even remember. And um, I started with just like one line drawings. If anyone's followed me on Instagram since 2018, I started with these one line stream of consciousness drawings. And now I completely, you know, segued into this during, I think COVID it was, I really started, or excuse me, right before COVID, probably like 2019, I just kind of just slowly started getting into diving into my African lineage. And I am very specific about it. I say from an American perspective, because it is my lineage. And um, my work also highlights mainly women that didn't have a voice. And um, I just kind of storytell through the beauty of my art. I used to be a lot more political. You know, I used to get people's face and be like, fuck you, you don't know about Black history. But it's like, you know, a lot of people don't. So I just am choosing to do this in a way of art. Um, A lot of the names of my pieces are very specific. I'm happy to talk about those. Those all have depth and meaning. Um, And so I got into the space. Oh, by the way, I started with black and white, scared shitless of color. And I forced myself into doing color. Now look at my art. It's like a color explosion. So I really believe in progressing yourself. I I never, ever want to stay in one place. Um, My background is in cubism. You might see some of the the roots there with the geometric shapes and whatnot. But um, I've talked about this before. Jenny and Juan Carlo may know this. Um, You know, a lot of cubist work has eyes. And I've actually specifically taken the eyes out and just left lips because, you know, growing up in Michigan, I would be made fun of my lips, which I think is funny now because every bitch has her lips blown up like, hello, really? Um, So I just want to like focus on that. So it's kind of my way of like a fuck you with love. Like I'm still here. I'm doing this. Look at my art. What got me in the space, Gabe, love Gabe. We all know Gabe Weiss. Me and Gabe go back like Instagram days before, like, you know, when everything was analog, when he was doing his like um, drawing on cereal boxes on like IG live way back then. And um, Tom Fry got me in the space. He's actually coming to visit me next week from London and Jason Chambers. So those were my mentors. And um, yeah, I just started seeing people do things. I was highly against it. I thought digital was the racket. I thought it was bullshit. You know, I used to say, oh, you know, 
they're cheating, but now I love incorporating digital with my physical art. So I love the the extra medium. So when I finally, you know, learned about it and it's a new genre of art and a new tool, um, I'm so glad I'm in the space. It's definitely not going anywhere, I think. I think that Web3 is going to be a solid 20% of the art market going forward. It's not going away. And I'm I'm glad that I'm in it. Um, it's also somewhat... It wasn't really difficult for me in the beginning, but now, you know, it's kind of hard. I'm, there's very few Black people in this space. There's very few Black women. So I'm proud to be one of the first that I know of in the space and represent, and all women as well. So yeah, that's just like a little a little piece of my how I got started and where I am now. Wow, no, I love it. Thank you for the like summary and like kind of recap of uh, of your story and how you came into the space, you know, and I, I kind of, I love some of the things you mentioned there, like the you know, I'm doing mostly the lips, not the eyes. It's kind of a little fuck you. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, just awesome. Uh, and it's cool because, yeah, you kind of have like your own kind of style, right? I mean, I see the, 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 some of the cubism influences, some of that stuff in your work, but it definitely has your, your own unique twist, you know? And, and, and I, I know you mentioned a little bit about like, so gonna you know, kind of tapping into your lineage and all that from a, from an American perspective. And I wanted you maybe to talk a little bit more about, you know, what are the things that really inspire you? A lot of Black artists do a lot of work that's, I think, somewhat sad. Like, it's always like hard times that Black folks have had in this country. You know, it's like kind of going back to some of our roots. And I wanted to actually highlight just like the beauty, you know, and kind of take away all of the kind of pain and suffering that my ancestors went through. So I just wanted to kind of highlight the beauty and just as art. Um, so that's kind of how I got in. And honestly, I don't know how I even got to this style. I don't know. I have no idea. Gosh, I wish I, Jenny, I guess I wish I would have sent you one of my older pieces. I would have, I had to dig up in my studio. It's literally a line. It's like line, <laughs> like line drawings of like abstract. So I don't even know how I got, I just kind of let whatever I feel take me there. And I remember the day when I was just like, okay, I want to do color. This was maybe, gosh, 2019, I started dipping into color a little bit, but I was scared shitless. And then I said to myself, you know, no one's going to see this. It looks like shit. I'm the only one that sees it. So who cares? And so I just kind of started pushing myself and also not being afraid to, to mess up something. You know, a lot of artists were afraid to mess up the canvas, were afraid to mess up paper. But one thing I did learn in art school was one day my professor goes, it's just canvas. Like, it's just, you're not going to, it's not going to break. You can paint over it. And I was like, oh shit. So when I remember he said that, I just kind of expanded into doing color. Um, so that's kind of how, and I did back into my old cubist route. So that's how I kind of got into that. And what was the other question? Sorry, you asked me like two or three of them. Where do you draw the inspiration for, for your artwork? Oh, yeah. Okay. My inspiration. Okay. So th those of you who know, know me, I'm not like really spiritual, like I go to church, but I do actually do Reiki, which is energy work. And so I kind of just let that kind of take me to where I wanted to go. So this is kind of deep if you want to hear the real story. So um, I decided to start looking up my lineage, like on not ancestry.com. There's another one that's better. It's called familysearch.org. By the way, anybody wants to know shit, it's free. Get on there. And so I remember years ago, um, this is right when COVID started. Or, yeah, right around COVID started. And um I remember years ago, my dad had told me, this is deep, y'all, get ready. This is deep, okay. So years ago, my dad told me probably like when I was in college that he said, we were almost never born. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, your grandmother, my his mom, um, was a twin and the, the clan came to kill her and her twin at three, but she wasn't home, so we lived. And I was like, what the, you know, what the hell? So I didn't really absorb it as much until way later. And I thought, wow, is that real? What the hell? And you know, a lot of my family has passed away, including my parents. And I don't have anyone to ask questions, right? So I got on familysearch.org. And this is a really woo-woo story. I'm telling you guys, during COVID, all kinds of shit happened in my house. Lights turning on and off, stuff being moved. And my husband's an engineer. So he even said, something wants our attention. I mean, when he said it, I was like, oh shit. Okay. So, so many uh, things happen. Okay. So I actually asked my Reiki person to come to my house. I said, listen, can you please come here and just like feel the house and whatever. I did not tell her the story. Okay. So she comes to my house, she sits in the chair and she goes, there's a woman standing behind you with 1900 clothes on with a machete in her hand. And I was like, oh, 
And she goes, and she had a twin that died. And my, I just got like chills. I was like, what? And I told, and I said, Holy how do you know that story? No, this is a true story. And I actually, so I said, wow. well, it's funny that I've been like, you know, looking on familysearch.org and she goes, get on there, you'll find her. So I got on there, found the, the census from Arkansas going back to 1910. And I saw everybody, my great aunts and uncle, everybody. And then I saw this one name and it's just had a zero by her, her, her age. So I'm like, okay, that's it. And her name is Melita. I'm actually going to do a piece called Melita, by the way. So that's my grand, my grandmother's twin. And so that's when I started my lineage. That's when I started just saying, these people have voices. This was a three-year-old baby, you know, that that the clan took because she looked too white. It was just sad. I think about this to this day. It just So that's when I really, and that was in 2020. And that's when I really, 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 really started kicking up my my lineage and just, just giving voices. So that's one voice I, I gave to, which is my my grandmother's twin that I never met. And that's really how my art really, really started to take off. Wow, that is an amazing story. Oh my gosh. No, and I I believe it. I mean, I I I you know, I've had like other experiences like that in my family too. So that that is nuts. I cannot believe that. It must have been so scary yeah, too, like being in a to see yeah. the name though, like to see that name next to my grandmother's name. Yeah. That was that was intense. So that's when a lot of my work kind of first it was kind of a heavy feel, but then I decided to make it this pretty and like just, you know, give it beauty. So that's where it really, really started to take off. Man, I am just like absorbing everything that you just said because I totally believe in that. And I'm also like a genealogist on the low. Like I also did the family search and all of that. And um, yeah, like I can relate. There are some heavy moments as you're doing your ancestry. If you have African American descent, um, I'll share with you a little bit of something that happened with me briefly before I ask you the next question. Um, but I, I discovered that essentially there was um, a marriage certificate that basically identified one of my ancestors as a slave. Um, and then clearly another ancestor of mine married that person. And of course, then you have to grapple with the idea of like, was it consensual? Like, so I feel you on that. Like when you dig deep, you find a lot of stuff and, um, you know, you tap into that. And so, but the, but the beautiful thing is, is that you took that and then you turned it into beautiful art. So I just commend you so much yeah, for thank that. You. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't, thank you. you said you didn't make it angry and you didn't choose to make the focal point a sad thing. So I applaud you for that. Cause that's really, really empowering and amazing. Um, yeah. Um, as a woman of color, I guess just to segue, why do you feel it is important for society as a whole to have black and brown representation in art? Oh, in the space or just? Um, in this space, yeah, definitely. But I guess in the overall um, overall society, why it's important for uh, black and brown representation to be a thing for in art for society. Because I still think we're still fucking forgotten. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like there's so much history that is not known in art history. You know, we all grew up with knowing about Willem de Kooning and, you know, um, Mark Rothko and all these white dudes. And, you know, there's so many black artists we didn't hear about. I sent Anna, this one guy, I can't remember his fucking name, of course, because I'm PMS and it's Mercury's retrograde. But um, he was a big artist that came up with like... um, Willem de Kooning and all those guys and nobody heard about him. You know, he wasn't in the, he, he wouldn't, Guggenheim wouldn't, you know, have him there. And so it's like, we're kind of forgotten, but we all exist, you know? And um, I, I mean, I don't always want to leave, like I'm a black artist. I mean, I'm a artist obviously. Right. But I'm um, some of it. I just feel like I have to even like Basquiat, you know, like, which I'm actually going to that exhibit next week if anyone's going to that shit. But like, you know, I was watching, there's a documentary called The Radiant Child. If no one has seen it, please see it. It's all documentary shit. But even but even him, like Basquiat, you know, like people wouldn't let him in, you know, to places he'd get passed up by cabs, you know, and even, I don't know if you guys know, but like that whole Tiffany's debacle with Jay-Z and Beyonce, was it like two, three years ago? And now <laughs> Tiffany's has that, that that undiscovered piece of his in in the Saxeth Avenue location because they said it was Tiffany Blue, which is bullshit. You know, I mean, Tiffany's wouldn't let him in. You know, and now they're going to put it up there. So I think that. Um, and by the way, that's sad with him because a lot of his work is undiscovered because museums wouldn't show it. So a lot of collectors have it. But um, 
I feel like, especially in this space, like I had an art show, a solo art show last November. And it was, I invited so many black folks, like so many people, some of my friends, like nobody came. One guy came that owns a gallery. And I asked him, I said, where's everybody? You know, and he's like, well, you know, black people were kind of two years behind everybody. And I said, well, you need to get your shit together. Like, this is crazy. All it is is art. I don't know why black folks are so scared to like step out of their their comfort level. It's just art. So I feel like for me right now, it's really important that I be in this space and stay in it. And just hopefully one day, you know, it'll just come to more mix of people. But um, until then, I'm, I'm definitely going to be staying here and, and leading the way as much as I can. And honestly, yeah. I'm not even trying. I just got in it because Gabe was my friend. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no black folks here. Okay, I'll just, it'll just be me, I guess. I mean, there are some, but like, you know, I'm like, all right. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that speaks a lot to the need for representation, right? Because I feel like because probably a lot of black, brown children, you know, and, and kids or, you know, even not ones that are adults didn't see a lot of, you know, black artists, like people that they could look up to and say, you know what, I can become that. Then they don't see that that path, that option, you know, or or even maybe have a, as much of an appreciation for art, right? So I think that's why it's like yeah. so important that black voices are heard, you know, that we that we have that representation, that people can see that kids can grow up seeing like, wow, that's a black artist right there. I want to do that too, you know? So um, yeah, man, I, I and I, I love the fact that you are in the space as well, representing as a as a black woman. And I think we need we need more of that. We need more of that representation to really change the narrative. Yeah, and I never had like a past where I struggled. You know, I'm from the Midwest. You know, I had really good parents. You know, they paid for school. Like I never had, you know, stress. You know, but even so, like I don't know if you guys know, I used to be a trainer also, and um, I've competed and stuff and all that stuff and like figure and stuff like that. But even so, I remember just even like going to the gym, it's like, we're black folks or like, um, you know, I, I honestly was a really fast sprinter and I remember not seeing many people like, you know, maybe I grew up with like when Flojo, I was a kid when Flojo was a athlete. If you remember her, she actually died, but like there wasn't a lot of representation even for me to go, okay, I can pick that one athlete out. So um, I think like this is me doing this is just like, um, like I said, I'm leading, I'm one of the newer people. I mean, I'm one of the fewer black folks in the space, but I'm happy I'm here. And I have so many friends. I just have made so many connections with so many people. So, you know, even over the art, I've always said this before, it's, it's the connections also that that I, I love to make here. Yeah, and we're really happy that you're here, Jillian. You really are such a light in the space. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy you are. And I was, I was curious, um, I'm a newer member to Web3. Um, you know, I only got really involved maybe last year. Uh, so I just was wondering if you had any thoughts on how members of Web3 could further advance issues of like racial equality. Members of Web3, I think just do your art. Yeah. Do your art, go in spaces, you know, just be on, you know, different social media and just but don't be afraid to be on the on the Web3, though. Just, you know, I don't know why people are, you know, I, I mean, I think a, a lot of people have trepidation. I mean, anyone that came from the 2D realm, which, you know, a lot of us did, you know, it was kind of, it was scary at first. I didn't know what hell ETH was or any of that stuff, you know, or like, you know, when someone bought my art, I'm like, that's it. Like, I don't, I have to send it. So that was like a lot, you know, for me. But I think it's just, just being here, just being an artist. Yeah, I love that. Just showing up as your authentic self. And if we all do that, then we can just further advance the goalposts for everybody. Um, Giancarlo, I think you have the next question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Jillian, it was interesting uh, earlier on, you were mentioning that, and I think I had read it also on your profile, right? You were like 100% against digital art for you know uh, a couple years back. And now you kind of oh, transitioned God. to more of, <laughs> and you transitioned more to, to, to like really loving it and all that. Um, and, but I, what I find interesting too, is that you actually still do a lot of the, the artwork kind of physically first, and then mm -hmm. you kind of bring it and enhance it on the digital side. So I want to see if you can maybe talk a little bit about your process of like how you take stuff from the physical into the digital and, and what like the digital piece has allowed you to do that maybe you weren't able to do before when you were strictly doing physical. Ooh, good question. Um, 
I still, okay, so I combine, we call it analog art now, which I think is hilarious, but I still like the feel of paper. That will probably always be in me. I just love just picking out different colors and just, I love the feel of it. I love the smell of the materials, all that stuff. Um, so when I did my first NFT, because I didn't know what I was doing, I thought you had to just know digital. And that's when Tom, Tom, um, Gabe said, listen, you have enough art. You have a shit ton of art. You can mint any of that stuff. So I was very ignorant about that. I didn't know. So my very first NFTs were basically paintings that I I did that I minted. And actually Gabe bought the first one and Jason Chambers bought the second one, which is awesome. I actually sent them the physical pieces. And then I would um, have my husband. So what I would do is I would take the physical piece. I got a really high quality scanner, scan it, clean it up. I didn't know at this point how to do this. So my husband would clean it up for me because I had no idea how to use Photoshop. It's funny because he told me he learned Photoshop 30 years ago and he was poor walking around Hollywood taking the bus and he stole a copy of it to learn it what? and he knew it would come back. <laughs> yeah, he goes, yeah, I, didn't, I couldn't afford it. So I just stole it. I'm like, okay, cool. So he learned it. And then he said, I knew it would come back to help one day. So he did all that. But then after a point, like I wanted to learn it myself, you know, because I couldn't rely on him. So that's when I started to wanting to dip in and just even like drawing a line of digital or just slowly, you know, if you see some of my older stuff, like open sea days, you're going to see like maybe me trying a little, you know, something else or even my stuff when I got on known origin, the very last year, a couple of pieces I like drew, like Anna influenced me to like draw flowers. So I tried to draw a digital flower. But once again, I dip back into my art school roots and I thought to myself, I'm not going to break it. I'm not going to break Photoshop. Like I can delete anything. So that's cool. What I do, what I've learned about it now is, you know, the, the freedom to change and delete things and edit without ruining the piece of art. And that's when I finally said, okay, I, I'm really, really liking this, which you can't do that with physical art. You can try to, you know, you can't delete stuff or if you have a drop of paint, it's there. You got to go with it. You got to fix it. Maybe mm -hmm. you can wipe it off a little bit, but you can't. So you're stuck in it. So I've really incorporated. I do like the two. I am playing with all digital in the background, just so you guys know. Um, I, I practice things up for a while on my own. So I am actually learning the whole thing, but I still like to draw, start physical and then use the digital elements on top. So I, I like the hybrid still. And if I don't like it, like when I get really bored with it, I won't ever do it again. So as long as it still works for me, I'm still going to do it. Cool. No, I love that. And yeah, there is nothing really like that. The feel of the paper and the and, and yeah. pencil and the colors. I mean, it, it's 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 so cool. But but you're right. At, at the same time, the digital piece, you know, having like layers and the ability to like undo stuff. Yeah. That's really nice as well. Right. So no, that's also, awesome. Like, I still, I mean, some of you may have seen it. I posted, I had a garage remodel done into my art studio. So I'm just, we're just waiting for the guy to do the final touches. And I'm actually going to be doing really large paintings. So why a lot of you know me in the Web3 space, I'm still working on a lot of other things. Like I wanted to do really big paintings, like huge canvases, like 12 feet by whatever, you know? So I've actually, I did that when I was in New York City. I would do seven feet by eight feet paintings. And, um, but I'm really also working on that, the background. Um, like I said, my friend, Tom Fry is coming. If you guys know him, he does a lot of spray paint. So I'm actually going to be learning like spray paint, um, on huge canvases and layering it that way. So I'm not just going to be in just the web three. I actually do do other art as well. That's awesome. And I, I think that's good. I think that's one thing that people need to realize is that it doesn't have to be like a, an or thing, right? You can do digital and still do your physical still sell your physical pieces you know it just it's just a way to exactly. like tap into a whole other market right and, and and you started like actually just digitizing and selling your physical art right and that was the way you kind of made your first segue into it so i love that yeah and that's the thing with like a lot of other artists like you guys you know you can you can just do draw or whatever you want to do and you can digitize it you know like i said get a good scanner and scan it and immediately when it scans you know it changes the color so bright it automatically just elevates it like 10 steps you know so until you get more comfortable that's an excellent way to start excellent cool and Jalen, so i saw that um from your website and from some of the work you've done like that you you've done stuff with like watercolor acrylic pen ink charcoal pencils um do you have a preferred medium at all of, of like what you want that you like to work in? No, you know, it's really funny when I'm right now, I'm all into Copic markers when I work on digital because I like the clean lines of it. 
And I, I will, I'll use watercolor. I've used some, just the, my last piece I did that, I think you put it up there. I actually added some colored pencils, but when I'm like painting, like I just, I will never use any type of markers. Like I use completely different materials. So it's kind of like what I'm doing at the moment is what I'm using. That's awesome. I love your versatility. Now, as far as the physical art, since you talked about it, can people buy your physical art and how would they go about doing that? Okay. So currently I'm actually having somebody work on my website. I finally decided to pay somebody. I'm sending her all my shit. And so I have my website. I'm going to have my store up and everything. I've been trying to do it myself. I can't. So, but in the meantime, Um, it's interesting because I actually have sold quite a bit of my physical pieces that I've used for my NFTs. And this is another reason why I like to do both. So people DM me and ask me, Hey, can I buy that? So yes, I've actually sold several of my Queens, but the one caveat is once I make the NFT, I have to go back and recreate the physical to the digital. Cause just so you know, my process is this, okay. White piece of paper. I'll do the queen. That's it. I scan it and I do everything else. It's digital. Clean it up. Earrings, all that shit is just all digital. So I actually have to go back and copy the NFT. And I do tell people like, hey, this is not exactly how it looks, but it's going to be close. So I kind of work backwards. So I do have a few pieces still that are from my older NFTs, but they're completely unfinished. So I have to go back and finish it. But basically people DM me, but they will be up on my my website as well. Cool. I'm looking forward when you do have the site up, definitely, you know, send it via DM. I'd love to check it out. And I'm sure you're going to tweet about it, but I'd love to take a look. I will because it's so embarrassing right now. I don't want anybody to ever see that fucking thing right now. It's so, it's so bad, but oh well. That's hilarious. Um, and I saw that your, um, this gorgeous like Afro queen piece you had made called Caramel had been selected to, to show it at NFT NYC. I, I pinned it up just now so people can see it that are, that are here. Um, I want to see if maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that particular piece and what it means to you. Well, this one, this one isn't caramel. This one is brown sugar that just found a home. Caramel is the one with the yellow background. But I can talk about this one too. Oh, oops, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> it's okay. It's but, it's it's me. I think I, I, I think here. the yellow one. It, that one's that one, right? Yes. There we go. Yes. Okay. Now, what was the question about this one again? Sorry, I got confused. Yeah, no, I was curious if you could tell us a little bit more about the piece and what it means to you. Okay, so lately I've been naming my my queen's food names. Caramel, the one that Shea bought last week was um, Cotton Candy. The one you put up also is Brown Sugar. The uh, next one I dropped is Bittersweet. Um, I kind of just go by like how I'm feeling. I My art has been kind of taking a subtle change. And that's after we talk about it, it'll kind of segue into my new one because it's kind of... So I went from having like my art, my women, like really like happy and pretty and like, oh, you know, really smiling. A lot of my queens would smile if you saw my other work. But now they're kind of turning into like these sexy divas. This is kind of where I'm at right now. I'm feeling more of a like a, like a sexual undertone with them. Um, so it's kind of even like what I went through just growing up. I'm, I got to dip into this if you want to ask questions. So um you know, growing up, like I said, I grew up in a very, like we were the first black family to move into all white affluent neighborhood. It was hard. Like we were the black kids, right? Me and my sister, my brother, it was freaking rough. And so, you know, I went through all kinds of stuff. I didn't know I was black until I went to school. You know, people call me the N-word on the first day of school. It was awful, right? So while this was happening and I was getting older and I got more friends, the same people that were extremely kind of racist towards me, were hitting on me, which is really confusing to me. You know, these guys were so terrible to me. And then they hit on me. It was really weird. So right now, as my my art's kind of taking this arc that I'm realizing, you know, candy is a treat. It's something sweet. You know, it's can't have it all the time. It's, you know, it's something like that. So right now I'm kind of channeling back into me kind of becoming a woman and just owning who I am and my sexuality and, you know, just being desired and whatnot. But I'm kind of, this art right now is starting to reflect me as I'm growing up. I, you know, it's kind of before, like I said, my ancestors are all happy. But now, as I started with my ancestral lineage, it's kind of turning into my autobiography right now. And that's where I'm kind of, and I've never done back shots. This is my first 
second back piece that I did, which actually, it's actually hard to do someone from the back. I realize it's very hard, but um, right now my art is just kind of taking this turn towards just really like um, empowering feminism, just, just being a woman. So this is turned from ancestral to kind of me and my, as my lineage as I am today. So that's kind of what it's about. I don't know if that made sense, but the food names with me and just being sweet and all that stuff. I actually had a piece called Sweet that was on foundation that got sold, but I'm just on this like candy kick right now, basically. I love it. And I'm sure that your ancestors would be very happy that you're tapping into that because it's like you're owning everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I love it. I love, and I love how that that evolution and how, you know, it's kind of like representing that 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 growth and everything like that. So that's that's awesome. And they're such beautiful pieces too. I mean, I just love you know the the combination of like the geometry, the colors, and I find it so interesting that you mentioned that you were afraid of like doing color, but you do it so well. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Right. I really love the pieces. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm just like, I'm going to do color. And then now I do, I can't stop it. Like, I don't know what's going on. Boom. And yeah, now you're crushing it <laughs> with the colors. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Well, you know, who kind of pushed me into color. Not really. I remember I talked to Gabe on our first conversation when I said, hey, I want to get in space. And I was actually working on some black and white pieces. And he goes, color sells more. And I remember him saying that. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm just going to do color. I guess I remember that. Like, he said those pieces just kind of pop more. So I really started pushing that. I guess that really influenced me, but now I'm just, it's just like second nature right now, you know, to me, I'm just, you know, I just like to do bright colors. I just love it. It makes me happy. I live in California, you know, um, it's kind of interesting when I lived in New York city, when I did my art, it was all black and white. I wore all black. (laughs) I wore all black all the time and I hated people in California and I hated bright colors. So now I'm a California person (laughs) with really bright art. So I think it's kind of funny now. That's great. It's like it's 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 almost like reflecting now your your new the new place you're in as well. <laughs> Sunshine over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So you've mentioned a lot of artists, you know, especially the ones that helped you kind of get into the space, right? Like Tom, Gabe, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious, you know, are there any other uh or particular artists that you that are a favorite of yours in the Web3 space or other people you kind of look up to here? Yes, one of them is Anna. She's in a hey girl. I don't know if she's listening or not. Half the time this bitch is drawing and I've listened. So Anna hit super abs. <laughs> and, Anna, and Anna's emojis. Yeah, I look at her there. No, Anna does really good at doing both, like both things. Cause she does when she does her videos, she's like talking, drawing, you know. know. Oh shit. She just requested to speak. Oh shit, here we go. Here we go. And also Sonia, my girl Sonia, Freakland Mama. Hey girls, everybody. Uh, Jen, hey Jen. I'm giving shout outs to my girls out there and anyone else I'm I I'm not giving you a shout out, but um I've just found I've naturally gravitated towards just certain women in the space. And uh, not only that, like I've also personally reached out to people like Jennifer, Anna, like Sonia. Like I like to get people's numbers to actually really communicate all here. And by the way, anybody listening right now, seriously, if you can make connections with other people off here, I highly suggest it because, you know, sometimes Twitter's fucked. Like the one day everything wasn't working, you know, I can reach people on WhatsApp or I just think it's like the connection. So some of the women are in the space right now. I gave them a shout out. Carly, I think you too, girl. Hey. So yes, those are some of the, some of the people. Yeah, all artists that I'm I'm a fan of as well. So I love it. That's awesome. Good. And Anna, I see you joined us here as well. You wanna wanna say hello? Uh oh. Of course, hello everyone. And most <laughs> importantly, I would never miss this in the whole wide world. Are you kidding me? Jillian has become literally my sister from another mister. I swear to God. There is this infinite universal powers that draw people together. And I truthfully want to say that she has my, she has my back always since pretty much the day we started communicating. And I couldn't be more grateful for the friendship that we have, even though it's a long distance one, I'm on the East coast, she's on the West coast. But we had a chance to spend uh, several days together when we went to Miami Art Basel. That was so dope. I'm looking forward for another time where we can do that. But seriously, I mean, I've been listening to incredible stories that Jillian had shared. Uh, Some of them I've heard. Some of them I know because, you know, me and her talk all the time. Like... Uh, Jillian always says, I need my Anna time or however it is you, you said, 
But, you know, in the good days and the bad days, you know, we we have that. Like, and if I don't talk to her on the weekends, are you kidding me? Like Monday, first thing, Jillian, come on. I need I need my Jillian time, too. So this is yeah. how we roll right now. I'm pretty happy with I would I would actually give you a little heart emoji, but my emojis aren't working. <laughs> and I'm scared to touch anything right now. So I don't want to be I'm just gonna leave it. I know. Your emojis haven't been working for a while, by the way, because you use uh I think um Samsung phone or something like that. And oh stop it. Okay, Anna, be quiet. Stop. Stop. Don't be hitting my phone. Yeah, don't. I'm just saying, okay. next time I'm going to send you a screenshot. You you always sending me emojis that look like a question mark. Okay, great. Okay, all right. <laughs> Juan Carlo, Jennifer, anything to say? No. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I can't. Um, great. I, I do have a question. What okay. other things do you enjoy doing outside of creating art? Oh, that's a really good one. Well, um, you know, I used to be a trainer, so I'm really big into fitness, you know, so I like to always work out and hike and all that fun stuff and all that kind of stuff. I have been trying, don't laugh at me, to learn some video games my husband wants me to do, but nah, no, not going to really do that. But um, yeah, but basically outside of, I mean, it's mostly art these days. Um, I'm really focusing all my efforts on that. Well, you know, California, you can go to the beach. You can do, you know, God, there's 10,000 things to do every day. So, you know, you can be a tourist in your own city. I try to get out as much as I can. So usually just kind of that stuff. But, you know, most of my time lately has been spent on, on art and just doing that. Love it. I'm curious, actually, um, what, what video games are you trying to get you into? Fortnite or something. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know. One of those games. I hate it. It gives me anxiety. Oh, that's too funny. Um, so I don't know if you're, are you, are you also into movies at all, Jillian, or no? Uh, yes, but like lately, please don't laugh at me. I've been into watching really bad, like reality television and getting stoned at night. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. <laughs> okay. Which reality TV? I had to. I don't, I can't even tell it. I don't want to tell all my secrets because it's really embarrassing, but that, that's what I've been doing. Oh, God. Cracking me up here. Um, all right. So if you had to name like top three movies of all time, I know you're not doing it recently, but like top three oh of all God. time. Why? I thought we talked about art. I feel like I'm being put on the spot no, right now. Are you serious? Top three movies yeah. of all time. Do you ask other people these questions or are you just targeting Sometimes. me? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. We, oh, Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Top five. Um, um, we asked, by the way, we asked Eddie Gangland, who was in here before too, and he, even fessed up to liking some, uh, you know, some more, okay. more like, I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you. Okay, top yeah. Boogie Nights. Love that movie. Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg, 1997, I think it was. American Beauty, love that one. And um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank. Shawshank, one of my top favorites as well. Yeah. Right. Such a classic. Okay, another lighthearted question. Um, just because I'm so curious, because I, I kind of know what I would want to eat and drink. But if you were stranded on an island and had to pick one favorite food and one favorite beverage, what would they be? Steak and soda water. Nice. Steak. It's pretty basic, right? Steak no. and soda water. I like the steak. Steak isn't basic and soda water is good. You know, well, you know, I gave up. I don't know if you know, Anna knows this, but I gave up drinking last year, so I just passed my five months of no alcohol. So, um, I would have said tequila back in the day, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'm California sober, you know, I'm California sober, I'm not like 100%. So, yeah, so yeah, so I've switched t- tequila and wine for, for soda water. And, you know, actually, since I did stop drinking, just while we're talking about this quickly, I have such a more clear clarity in my mind and my art. I'm now, God, I'm having a moment right now as we're talking, like since I've stopped drinking, I, I have wanted to start doing afros and stuff I wasn't doing and back poses. And this is full moment right now. Y'all having it. Um, stuff I, I, I was just, I would try and I wouldn't really do, but now since I've been clear from alcohol, I'm just really, you know, pushing my, what I want to do with my, my art. So yeah, that's pretty big, I guess. That is really big and super inspirational. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And funny, I, I don't, I, I don't usually drink that much either. You know, like I, I've kind of stopped that up, but now I've been on this trip here in Italy and it's just all went <laughs> downhill from there. Cause we've been having wine like every day, but oh, that's okay. Um, 
But yeah, no, but I commend you for that. That's awesome that, you, that you've been doing that. And, and it's so great that it's actually helped you with your creativity and that you're exploring a lot of other stuff. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you. All right, Jillian. And I guess one other thing I wanted to, and I will actually, before I jump there, um, if anybody else does want to like request and come up uh, to just say hello, ask a question, feel free to request. Would love to have you guys up here as well. Um, so, you know, definitely, definitely request if you want to come up. And um, yeah, one other thing I wanted to add, oh, there, Anna, go ahead. <laughs> I see the hand coming up. I mean, again, it's really hard to ask questions to you, Jillian, because I mean, because I know so much. But maybe you can talk about, um, you know, what gets your initial process. Talk a little bit about your process, because I'm always fascinated with your process, how you share those videos of your, you know, you making the art, whether it's uh, the beginning of the process, sketching it out, or, you know, I'm actually mesmerized how you pick those colors and how you color your works. I don't know if you want to talk about that stuff, because I I find it really mesmerizing and uh, I always enjoy watching your videos. So let us know. Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I, you know, I've had a several platforms reach out to me like, hey, you know, we want you in our platform. And I, you know, I, it takes me a very long time to do one piece of art. It takes me anywhere from 12 to 15 hours. This is why I don't do huge drops. I don't have a lot of art available to, you know, if I sell a piece, unless I have it already there and for sale, I can't really get another piece out. Um, the one I just did, I don't know how actually many days that took me because when I'm working on a piece also, I don't always go straight through. I let it breathe. So what I usually do is I start with a look for a photo reference. Um, and usually with my art, just so you know, side note, any of the hands you guys have seen in my art, it's all my hands. I've actually used my hands and feet incorporated in all of my art because some of the, the photos, I don't like their hands. So I've, if you ever see a picture of me up close, you're going to see, oh, those are my hands. So um, I'll start with a photo reference. Sometimes it takes a long time. And then what what's hardest for me is when I first start drawing, it's not just the actual drawing or like the queen you see. I scribble. So I start scribbling all over the, the page, like light scribbles kind of, and then I started getting the shape a little bit. But if you looked at what I started with, you would have no idea what I'm even drawing. And then on those lines, I kind of start to look for the right line to start the face or whatever, right? So the face or the body. Then once I have those right, um, and then I start to do some of the geometric lines. So all this is in graphite, okay? So start to do that. But although I do abstract and I do a lot of geometric shapes, if, if the placement of the, the graphic graphite line is not correct, I will not go forward. Although it's abstract, you can still really throw it off wrong if you get those wrong. So some, sometimes my longest parts take the actual drawing. The one I just released, the bittersweet that is up there in the top, that one took me forever to get the drawing right. I don't know why. And other ones like that caramel took me a second. So once I have that done, I'll draw over it with a pen, let that dry, and then I will pick out the colors. That's my most fun part. I love it. Then when the colors are done, if I do the watercolor, I do the hair, and that's got to sit and wait. So that alone, just the start to finish with the physical part, can easily take seven hours, eight, eight hours. I don't know. It takes a long time. Then once I scan it into the Photoshop, then I have to clean it up. And so the piece I just um, minted yesterday... That one took me probably an hour and a half just to clean up because like, you know, pens are messy, watercolors messy, clean all that up. Then once I do that and then I put it into a Photoshop, uh, Photoshop file, then I do all the digital and that alone can take another three, two, three hours alone. So all in all, it takes like 15, 12 to 15 hours per um I'm really a real one-of-one one artist also. I have done some additions like last summer I did it because, you know, everything just stopped selling. You know, we all went through that. It was really horrible so i got into i did some affordable addition additions but um i probably won't again that was great i kind of you know met a lot of new people that was awesome but i'm kind of just staying to one of ones or not more than three of threes um just because i spend so much time on my work that um i just i put so much love into it i do reiki on my work so i just you know i'm really kind of going back to one of one um, and not more than three of three. So that's that's much that's pretty much my process. But each of my one of my queens usually combines at least two photos and my feet and hands. So it's several different um, places I draw from to create one one piece. That's fascinating. What it 
amazing visualization I just had and like, wow, so much goes into the pieces. Um, so thank you. Oh, I've, gotten, I've gotten straight up leg cramps, you guys, from trying to do these poses and taking a picture of myself in the mirror to recreate like a Charlie horse on my leg. To try to like get like you've seen some of them are like scrunched up. Yeah, that's me having a full on like Charlie horse on my leg, and I'm trying to get the right shot. So a lot goes into that. Oh my gosh, I love it! You literally put your ears, your yes, tears into the process. Yes, that is awesome. That was a great question, Anna. And yeah, just definitely like hearing that gives me like so much more of an appreciation for the art as well. People on Instagram always ask me, like, DM me, is that your art? It's like, who do you think it is? It's like, these people are idiots. I don't know. Is that your art? No, I steal it. Come on. Like, seriously? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All the time. All the time. All right. So, Angeline, um, one other thing I wanted to know is, um, you know, maybe you can tell us about any upcoming projects, goals, anything that you have planned for the art career. I know you did also mention you were going to start doing some of those, you know, much larger pieces. Uh, oh I just want to know what other, what other things are you going to, you know, what other things you got coming coming up and, okay. uh, that we can expect from you? Okay. I can tell, but I can't tell. I'll tell some, but I can, so I'm doing the big art. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting on my, you know, to get my art studio organized. So that's seriously a month out before I can do the big ones. It's just, is what it is, right? Big paintings. But, um, I do have, I'll kind of do a spoiler alert, but I won't tell you much. I do have an upcoming project happening with known origin um don't have the dates that they're letting me lead the way they're awesome i actually had a call a zoom call with edward and somebody else from uh known origin and it was this it's this really cool project i'm doing i just have the name so like when i work on on my art i'll just kind of think about like what the name could be or like uh, sometimes i'll carry a post-it with me and just any names that pop up that's how i get a name so I wasn't officially starting the series until I had the name. I just have the name, but it's going to be about 30, God, 35 pieces. Maybe I already have 20, I have 32 done. I have to digitize them and I'm going to be doing a few more. Um, and yeah, that's going to, I don't want to say anymore, um, but that is a big project. I'm probably looking at doing it next beginning of next year but we are going to be having spaces about it i'm going to be doing videos about it i'm going to be talking about it um i really wanted their support with this because it's very important it's a it's a teaching lesson it's a teaching tool and um once again going into like um my lineage and whatnot but you will understand when i tell you more about it but they're all going to be one of ones and uh known origin they're so great to work with they're actually letting me lead the entire way so that's what I have working on in the in the background. This is the first time I've actually had a little spoiler alert about that. But um, yeah, that's a really big big project. Um, also, I'm I'm really kind of just like manifesting. Like I really wanted to get into a lot of galleries by the end of the year. So this is also why I'm doing larger work. Um, and also, you know, not everybody wants NFTs. You know, so I'm really kind of really making sure all the people and and web web two really um can have pieces of art as well that they hang up on the wall but yeah but that's basically it painting and working on this big project with uh known known origin and you guys will all know about it but i will keep you posted on that that's awesome thank you for giving us the alpha on the known origin project so definitely going to be welcome. looking forward to that mm -hmm. all right uh, and if anybody else wants to come up feel free to request as well uh jenny i don't know if you want any other questions you wanted to throw to jillian I think uh, I got everything. Thank you so much. This was great. Well, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, this was awesome. No, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. It's such a pleasure to have you on the space and, and get to learn a little bit about your story, your lineage. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool. And I have, you know, so much of a greater appreciation, of, you know, of, about your art and everything, um, you know, after, after hearing this. So it was, it was wonderful having you here. I want to talk about one more thing. So um, sure. Jenny put my, my next one dropping bittersweet up in the pen up there. Mm -hmm. So just what we touched on a little bit earlier. So this one is like really important to me. Um, it, like I said, you know, I started with my lineage, but now it's kind of all this art's kind of becoming my autobiography of me. It's kind of like gone, evolved from 
between my African ancestors from this country to like me. And so this one's really interesting. It's bittersweet. And a little bit what we talked about earlier, you know, growing up in Michigan and it was really racist and stuff. And then I get hit on by a bunch of like really redneck guys. It was so weird, you guys. It was like this craziest upbringing. But, you know, I really kind of became into my my sexuality just as a teenager and on, you know. So bittersweet's kind of this piece that represents me having both worlds, like having, you know, people be extremely racist towards me, but also I became, you know, a very strong, empowered, like, you know, sexually charged woman. And so this piece is like kind of my, my transition, I guess, of going from queen, like the old Queens to like the new, to, to the new art that I'm doing now. So that's why it's kind of called bittersweet as in like growing pain. So this one is really important to me. Thank you for sharing that. And I was just looking at it while you were talking and I, I don't know, maybe it's the way that I'm interpreting it, but I see a duality because the hair is one color palette and then the rest of the body is a different thing. And, um, I'm just seeing like the surrounding area of it and then the torso with that, um, sort of empty space. And yeah, like I get it now in the context that you just said it. And also I put a lot of circles in my work. And so, you know, circle, uh, they represent wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so this, you know, she's whole, and I, I usually do hands, but this time I felt like doing a hook Yeah, and she's holding a circle, which is wholeness, but it's, she has a circle in her, which is kind of empty. It's kind of, you know, it kind of works together. Like there's a circle inside of the the woman, Mm -hmm. right? But it's mm-hmm. a it's a whole. So this one is kind of just my next kind of evolution of what I'm uh, I'm doing for a, a little while actually. So this piece is really important to me. That's awesome, and it's still a, it's still available, or it's dropping. No, I read. I'm sorry, oh, I can't. It's, drop it. it's dropping. Yeah, it's week. dropping. Yeah, next next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Okay. Yes, and it is a one of one. So I'm just staying with. One. I'll do some additions later on, but I'm just kind of staying with the one of ones for a little while. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Jillian. This was amazing. I'm so happy that we were able to get you on and hear more about you, my friend. Um, All the best on the new drop and on all the future projects. Okay. Thank you for having me. And I will see as anyone going to um, Art Basel Miami, I will be there. Hit me up in my DMs. I will for sure be there. I know you will for sure. And anybody else in the space, please DM me because I will be, I will be around. I would love to see everybody. Yeah, I'll be there for sure, Jillian. So definitely would love, would love to see you in person there in Art Basel. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming. Appreciate you being here uh, and you know, sharing with us and telling us more about your art and your story. And thanks to everyone that's here listening as well. Appreciate you guys being in the space. Thank you, Anna, for coming up to speak and ask a, a great question as well. Appreciate you. All right. Have a great evening. Bye. Okay, I'll see everybody later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye, everyone.